What is going on, guys? Robbie here from the Big Red Express. Hope you all are doing well. Doing fantastic myself. I know it's been a long, long time since I've hit the airwaves and do a podcast form style. There's been a lot going on, as many of you guys know. This whole coronavirus thing, this whole... Uh, the, the state of the world, the state of the CrossFit world has really kind of let me come out. And I know before I said, hey, I'm going to be better about this. I'm going to be doing more episodes, this, this, and that. Well, you know what? I haven't. And it's honestly just been because I haven't really felt compelled to do it. A lot of things have been uh canceled there really hasn't been a whole lot to talk about a little bit here and there when it comes to the crossfit realm but over the last week or so um a lot of things have come out and a lot of things have progressed in the crossfit realm and and i'm going to kind of give you my reactions my thoughts my feelings on what is going on in the crossfit fitness world and what i think is the next step what I think is going to happen, and of course, as we continue to go, it's going to be a fluid situation as always. We really aren't 100% sure how things are going to go moving forward. So your guess is, is, is as good as mine. I know just as much information that you do. And I'm not going to go over the whole Greg Glassman thing. I'm going to touch on uh, the next steps of Greg Glassman and kind of moving forward and him out of the CEO role and putting Dave Castro in. But I'm not going to go over the the insensitive tweets that he sent out, the tone-deaf tweets, and, of course, the way that he's handled the situation moving forward. So, of course, everybody knows that there, I guess we got to start with the timeline of a couple weeks ago, two, three weeks ago, uh, George Floyd up in Minnesota was killed in cold blood by a police officer that sparked a lot of protests, uh, some riots here and there. And it was one of those things where it was just kind of, it, it, sh it shined a light on an issue that has been going on for over 400 years. The, the awful treatment of black Americans and black people in America. Um, more specifically, the issue is by police, by police brutality over African-American black citizens of America. And I know this issue was brought up four years ago when Colin Kaepernick took a knee during the anthem. And at the time, I, I will be completely honest, at the time, I did not approve of Colin Kaepernick. I, I did not approve of, of him taking a knee during the anthem at first. But then when you go back, and it's, I know it's hard, it's easy to play Monday morning quarterback four years later. And of course, hindsight is twenty twenty. But after you look at the issue and after the you look at the, the, the steps that he went to figure out how he could present this issue in the most peaceful way possible, he went to a Green Beret and said, hey, I want to protest this. What's the best way to do it? And, of course, he took a deed during the National Anthem. So many people took it as him disrespecting the country. So many people saw it as disrespecting the flag. And so many and so little people took it as, okay, there's a bigger issue in the forefront. And that's police brutality. And that was his main point. 
Since then, Colin Kaepernick, I don't believe, has gone it the right way. I know the NFL has blackballed him or quote-unquote supposedly blackballed him from the league. It's going to be very interesting to see who, if anybody, wants to re-get back in the game of Colin Kaepernick. Colin Kaepernick, I know since then, he really hasn't been that controlled. Um, he really hasn't been that, you know, He's been very controversial in terms of getting tryouts and the, the way that he has been able to go about it. He hasn't been very cooperative. That's the word I was looking for. So that happened four years ago. I've come to my senses. I believe that that was the best way to do that. I don't think it was a, a shot on the flag. Maybe at first, maybe for the first couple of weeks. And I know I didn't really bring up the issue because at the time, this was a CrossFit podcast, and we talked about CrossFit things. Nobody in the CrossFit universe was talking about racial indifference when maybe they should have. And then a few weeks ago when the death of George Floyd um, kind of came into the forefront, made that issue a bigger spotlight of what it should be, and it should be in the spotlight the riots I don't I don't agree with, but the protests need to happen because black lives do matter. 100%. We have talked about that, you know, in the past on previous episodes. We have talked about that and and it's weird because you look at the CrossFit universe and it's diverse. It, it, it allows everybody in the doors. And I think that's what's so incredible and what I love about the CrossFit community so much, it doesn't matter your race, your religion, your sexual orientation, whether you went to bed and didn't go or, or whether you, you hate the flag, what, whatever the case is, they don't judge you based on who you are as a person, the company as a whole. Well, last weekend, a series of tweets from the CEO, or excuse me, the former CEO, Greg Glassman, the owner of CrossFit Inc., came out, and they were very insensitive, kind of making light of the George Floyd death, kind of making light of the coronavirus and COVID-19. And you guys can go back online and, and check them. I'm pretty sure the tweets are still up. If, there's, if they're not, just Google Greg Glassman tweets. Racial injustice, whatever. I'm sure you can just type in Greg Glassman, and that'll be the first thing that pops up. So since then, uh, CrossFit. I'm gonna. I'm not going to ignore the text message thread uh, that happened between the Misfits. I'm gonna get that to it. I'm gonna get to that in a minute. Uh, but going forward, and this the big the big issue was okay. How is CrossFit going to deal with this once those tweets came out? And, of course, there was also an email that went along with the tweets to Rocket CrossFit of a very vulgar language and, and very disrespectful language that Greg Glassman sent to an affiliate owner, a nine-year affiliate owner. And it was just in poor taste, and I don't think anybody should be retreated in that way. Yes, I understand that the email that she sent to him had some very negative things toward Greg Glassman and the company as itself about the silence and the treatment of all the social issues that were going on in the world. 
Um, but the way that he responded back, I think could have been done better. I think he could have uh, treated that in a better situation and kind of done that without being nasty toward the person. So this past week, Greg Glassman resigned as CEO. He is quote unquote retired. He still has controlling sake. I believe he still owns 100% of the company. He sold the, or he had 51% for his former wife. He bought those shares a few years ago, and now he owns 100%. He is no longer the CEO, Dave Castro, the director of the CrossFit Games, and who has been with Greg Glassman for a long time, better part of a decade uh, for over a decade, he has been. I don't know if he was, if you would call him the right hand man. I don't know the the whole dynamic of CrossFit HQ. I don't know how closely uh, Dave Castro works with Greg Glassman on a daily basis. I would assume it's pretty high because the CrossFit Games is right there with CrossFit, and and I got to think that it's a, a big big thing. Um, but before that all happened. A lot of CrossFit athletes came out and said, hey, we don't condone this. We're de-affiliating. I know Jessica Lipa um, said that NorCal will no longer be NorCal CrossFit. And a lot of other places came out. I think they had over probably 1,500 affiliates de-affiliate from the company. That still leaves a ton left. I mean, there's tens of thousands of affiliates uh, worldwide that – probably are still going to strive and still going to thrive on this. And I, and I can't imagine how difficult of a decision it is for an affiliate owner that wants to run a business the best of their ability and also doesn't want to base their company on one person. And that's the thing that I got out of this is, you know, Dave or, you know, Greg Glassman shouldn't, shouldn't represent, the community he one person should represent the brand unfortunately he owns the brand but i think the 1500 plus affiliates that de-affiliated themselves with crossfit the hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people that wanted to get away from the crossfit name they've got every right to do that they are a business if they think they're going to be better off going forward without the crossfit name more power to them And, of course, a lot of CrossFit athletes came out and said, I'm not going to the CrossFit Games unless big change is happening. Dave Castro becomes CEO, and that whole thing stirs up a whole nother pile of stuff. Is that enough? Who has controlling stake in the company? And a a good friend of the podcast, one of my buddies, and someone that I've known for five, six years since starting CrossFit, since kind of getting into the MC game and the podcast game. We've had him on the podcast multiple times one of my favorite guests he's a crossfit hq uh seminar staff he is a crossfit owner here in virginia beach of crossfit rife jason fernandez he's a former uh veteran or he's a veteran and one of the things that he mentioned was you know what the community is not defined by one person just because greg glassman may be an asshole just because he didn't say this but just because greg glassman may be a bad person or may have said some bad things that doesn't mean you should completely completely separate yourself from everything that is going on in the world i agree personally and and i think the the hardest part was to separate that because all these brands were pulling out 
of the CrossFit Games. All these companies were pulling their sponsorships from the games and the sanctionals, and these sanctionals were saying, hey, we don't even want to be affiliated with the CrossFit Games anymore, which is going to be very curious to see what happens next year if, you know, kind of things move on. Like, will the CrossFit Games still be a thing? I don't know. Will it be the Nike Rogue Fitness Games next year? I don't know. It's going to be very interesting to see what happens and how Dave Castro takes the reins. He seems to have his head on straight, a lot straighter than Greg Glassman. Again, I don't know them personally. We've had um, we've had Dave Castro on the podcast a while back and didn't really talk about the business side of things. It was more just the CrossFit Games and his methodology of programming the games and things of that nature. But I think one of the biggest things is just going to see see how athletes respond. And I know a lot of athletes are calling for the selling, the forced selling of CrossFit from Greg Glassman. I think CrossFit can still exist. I think the brand and the community can still survive without Greg Glassman having any power. And who knows? Because he owns 100% of the company, who's saying that he still can't control the reins? But you have to almost put your faith in Dave Castro that he's not going to let that happen. That Greg Glassman is legitimately still going to retire. That he is legitimately going to get out of the CrossFit game. I'm sure he's still going to stand up for the the health beliefs that he believes in. I'm, I'm sure he is still going to have big opinions on everything that's going on in the health and fitness world. But I think he can separate himself from CrossFit, from the brand... And things be okay. And I, am I saying in a year, a year from now, things are going to be under the rug and everyone's going to forget about what happened today? No, because that's probably not going to, but it's probably not going to be as much of a knee jerk reaction unless something else happens between now and then than it was over the last week. So much has happened. He issued an apology, which you could just say, hey, that was a PR stunt. That's up for you to interpret. If you are upset about the the tweets he, he tweeted out, you have every right to be. You have every single right to be upset and to think those tweets were racist. I don't believe they were, quote, unquote, racist. They were very insensitive. They were very tone deaf. But to come out and say that they were racist, maybe. I, I don't know if I would go that far. The tweet itself. I don't know anything about Dave Ka- or uh, Greg Glassman Maybe a racist. I don't know. I hope not. Because if he is, he's an awful person. He doesn't sound like he's the best person in the world to begin with. But anybody that... And that's the thing also. And I don't want this to become a political podcast. But there are so many things that are coming from these protests Are the riots good? No. But I think the small amount of riots that are happening are overshadowing the the protests that are very peaceful. And I've had people talk to me like, oh, well, all these freaking riots are ridiculous. Like, this is stupid. You know what? Riots sell stories. I can almost guarantee you the news is reporting more on the riots and on the violence because that is a more catchy headline than, hey, there was a peaceful protest in Norfolk last night. There was a peaceful protest in Chesapeake. So we we get the fear of not wanting to go to the we're scared when the majority of these po- protests are just that. They are peaceful protests. I live in Norfolk, a predominantly black city. I believe 
There's a lot of African Americans and a lot of black citizens in Norfolk. I love it. I, I love the diversity of Norfolk. I love Norfolk as a whole, and that's why my wife and I live there. It's one of our favorite things is just the diversity of Norfolk. In the diversity of Hampton Roads as a whole, it makes it, it makes it so much better to live here because there's not just one group of people or one that think they're better than everybody else. No, it's a collective joint community, and that's what I love. And so many people are saying, okay, well, these riots are, you know, they're they're not. But you know what? There's a lot more peaceful protests than the riots. And that's what I think that a lot of people don't understand. And this isn't, I'm not, again, this is, that's all I'm going to say. But if you think that all this is getting too out of proportion and people just need to stop being PC and stop being pansies and daisies and all that stuff and just, you know, suck it up and not just go with the, you know what? You're part of the problem. If you don't think something needs to change, you are part of the problem. If you have a problem with NASCAR banning the Confederate flag because it's a symbol of of the South and of, of, of a time where the South didn't even want to be a part of America, you are part of the problem. If you are upset that they're taking down statues of Confederate soldiers, how often did you even know those statues and those monuments existed? History is not getting erased. Offensive statues, offensive monuments are getting erased because they need to. Who am I? I am a white guy. I'm a white boy who has had the most white privilege in my entire life. I have no right. Nobody who is white here in America has any right to talk about what's offensive and what's not offensive in the black community. If that represents a time they don't want to remember, you know what? Take it down. Listen to them. Work with them. Learn from them. That's what I'm trying to do throughout all of this. I am trying to sit down and learn. I am listening. I am reading more. I am reading and learning more posts that, you know what? I want to know what they're going through. I will never understand what the black community goes through, what the minority community goes through. I'm a white man. I'm the last person who should talk about race relations, but that's the topic that is in the forefront of society right now. All I can say is I'm sorry for what it, that, for what the black community has gone through, for what they've had to go through, and I want to learn. I am listening, and I will do whatever I can to try to understand just a little bit better than I did before. We all have known about it. We we all are around people that say things that should that are offensive and that you don't step. Where I'm just as guilty of that as anybody else in this world. And if you don't have a problem with what's going, if you don't have a problem with the death of George Floyd, with the death of Ahmaud Arbery, with the death of Breonna Taylor, with the death of so many African-American black citizens by the police, then you know what? You are part of the problem. You need to look yourself in the mirror and adjust anything. 
You need to figure out why you're the problem and fix it. Anyway, I'm sorry. I just went on a little rant there. But this thing is, it, this issue gets me fired up because I hate, I hate seeing it happen. It, it bothers me that they have to, that the black community has to go through this. I hate it. Why can't we all love each other? I hate that the black community has to go through this. I hate that the, the LBGT community has to go through what they go through. The discrimination that gets put on a pedestal because of the way someone thinks and they want to live their life and the color of their, like that is ridiculous and it makes me so mad. It pisses me off. And if you have a problem with that, you can come talk to me directly and we can have an open conversation. But if you aren't willing to have a conversation, if you aren't willing to listen then you know what? I have no time for you. If you aren't willing to listen to my points of view, if you are if you are just stuck in your right or leftist point of view, then you know what? I don't have time for you. Get out of my life. Unfriend me on Facebook. Unfollow me. If you don't want to have an open and honest conversation, if you want to be so close-minded, then you know what? I have zero patience for you. I have no time for you because I want to have an open discussion. I want to listen to the black community. I want to listen to the communities that I'm not a part of so I can at least try and learn more. That's all I want to do. Anyway, sorry. I know I'm getting fired up and I really do apologize. Moving forward. Dave Castro is now the CEO of CrossFit. He announced that this this past year is going to be... His, uh, his final year programming the games it looks like Rich Froning could take over the programming uh, moving forward. I think a lot of people saw that coming. Um, and and yeah, so another big story. I'm not going to talk about that. It's it's been talked to about to death. And again, I know I got a little sidetracked in the middle of this podcast, and I'm sorry, but I think it's an issue that needs to be brought up. We don't need to stop talking about this. I. I don't talk enough about it. I, I don't make a big enough deal about it. And that's my fault. I need to be better. Earlier this week also, or a couple weeks ago, a series of text messages that included misfit athletes uh, were back and forth where Jessica Griffith and Tyler or Travis Williams um, made some racist and stood up for some racist comments. Uh, Jessica Griffith used the N-word. Um, in a text chain that included Chandler Smith. Um, and if you guys don't know who Chandler Smith is, we've had him on the podcast before. He's in the Army. He is one of the nicest guys that you will ever meet. And I've met a lot of people. I've had a lot of people on the CrossFit, on, on this podcast. I've met a lot of people in person that have come through Krypton, that have come through regionals, and that I've just met at different events. Chandler Smith is one of the most stand-up guys that you will ever meet in this sport. She said the N-word, Travis Williams kind of made it more, you know, hey, why is it, it's not a big deal. And then Jess doubled down, said the N-word again, and it was like, you know, if you can't, you know, accept that I say this, you know, then, you know, whatever. You just need to deal with it. 
Both of them have now been disaffiliated with Misfits. I'm sure all their sponsorships have been dropped. Jessica Griffith deleted her Instagram. Uh, Travis Williams is still on Instagram, but he's posting things here and there. Uh, he has come out and apologized. Jess Griffith, uh, dress, Jess Griffith has uh, come out and, do, and did a formal apology via Morning Chalk Up. Um, and so there's that. And I think it sinks because you continue to get the... The CrossFit is a bad thing, and it sucks that Glassman and Griffith and Williams, Travis and Jess and Greg are all getting, you know, they give CrossFit a bad name when this stuff happens. If you want to cancel Jessica Griffith and Travis Williams for the statements that they made, you know what? You have every right to do so. You have every right to say, hey, I hate them. I don't want them in my life. Because of what they said, there needs to be a lot of education being done toward to them. They need a lot of education because obviously they don't get it. And even if that's in your vocabulary, that's not a good thing. You need to learn. And you can say if their apologies were just they had to do it, but they've been they're gonna. It's a long process. It's a long road to redemption. Do I say we can ever forgive them? I'm not saying that. But it's going to have to take a lot more than just a public apology on Facebook and Instagram and via the morning chalk up to save your own ass than moving forward and, you know, getting things done. That's going to wrap it up for this time of the podcast. Again, I don't know what my next episode is going to be. It's a fluid situation. Maybe we'll come back next week and talk about the Rogue Invitational um, and talk about all that. It'll just depend on how I'm feeling and and if I'm really in the mood to talk about everything going on. Um, My rant, if you didn't didn't hear it or you were confused about it or you didn't agree with it, maybe go back and listen to it again and then reach out to me. Maybe we can have a, a conversation. If you are a part of the black community and you listen to this podcast, thank you to anybody who listens to this podcast but if you're part of the black community i want to learn reach out to me please i I want to to listen i want to learn i want to know what you are going through i will never understand i never will i'm a white guy i've got white privilege out my ear but i want to learn i want to be better i I 100 want to be better and i hope everybody out there within the sound of my voice I don't care if there's one person listening. I don't care if there's one million people listening. If there's anybody out there who doesn't see a problem with what is going on in today's society with racial injustice, then you, my friend, are part of the problem. You are part of the problem. We need to be part of the solution because there is a big problem. I want to learn. I want to listen. I want to be better. I hope you do too. Have a great week, guys. We'll talk to you soon.